0: Our jokes they're gonna be the best ever round because we're the punk rock horror podcast we'll give you some reviews <laughs> i can't i can't think of any <laughs> more yeah mine was I'm bad gonna give him some. Re- yeah i know that was terrible yeah do.
1: yeah you can't yeah
0: yeah but you're more you know what you do this more often i'm just so saying man you, you are held at a much higher standard than i am sir
1: fine i will share the blame
0: <laughs> you let me have it with no preparation.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Welcome to the Poker Core Podcast, I'm Matt. Hi, <laughs> Cody. Today, we're here to remind you that in Colorado, shrooms are only decriminalized. Not that you can buy them everywhere now. <laughs> so you're not going to see, like, Walmart deals of, like, oh, buy one, get two off free.
0: I found a comb. You know, <laughs>
1: we're gonna comb this area, try to clear up the, this area of what we're talking. about. Basically, yeah, being if just, you get caught on shrooms, you're just not gonna be penalized for it. That's all that they're kind of saying.
0: I just, I think that's still super fucking funny. Like of everything that's going around, Colorado's just like shrooms. Okay, Colorado, you can have shrooms now too. Yeah,
1: I, I honestly, I'm not surprised we were the first state.
0: I'm not either.
1: Like, even Barstool, even Barstool Sports was just like, yeah, way to go to Denver. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> like, you don't even know, man. <laughs> you don't know the deal. You know what we gotta put up with.
0: <laughs>
1: you, don't you fucking me. Yeah,
0: stop parroting. So now, every time we go to sh- go to a show, we're not only gonna hear, yeah, how high are you guys?
1: Now you know, we're gonna, gonna hear,
0: yeah, how are you guys? He's yeah, all. Su- he's gonna be tripping on them shoes now too, huh? Every
1: fucking concert, man. And if you're a band listening to us, I'm gonna really, really do what you wanna do. But I'm I implore this to you, every band that comes to fucking Colorado makes a high joke. Oh, it's the mile high city. <laughs> oh like, I was really disappointed in flogging Molly when they did that.
0: <laughs> I knew it too. I was like I was waiting the entire show, I was like, come on, make a joke. <laughs> make the joke like don't give matt the satisfaction of going to one show without the reference i I have not and it's
1: only out of town bands not like bands from here i know it's because bands bands.
0: from here are just like yeah cool you
1: know there's gonna be a band that we've that we brought on our band showcase episodes who uh (laughs) is gonna like send us tickets just to make that joke just to piss me
0: off oh i hope so That'd like, be so great. If
1: if we ever get fortunate to get in the dead pollies here in fucking Denver, and they hear this, they're going to be like, oh my god.
0: Now we got you."
1: Now we got to. If we get, if Freak Show Cinema comes down here, <laughs> it's, it's like, hey man, Cody, come check out our show. Hey, it's the Mile High <laughs> <laughs> I can just see you, no, you fucking did it! I'm dude. like, you fucking deserve that
0: screwdriver! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, we, we love you, Freak Show Cinema, dead pollies.
0: Yeah, It's um, just Matt. He just gets so upset about it because it
1: happens every time. It's every time. Like,
0: Well, there's an entire band called THC.
1: Yeah, I know. There's okay. also an the, the entire band called... From Co- Texas. There's one also called <laughs> Cottonmouth Kings.
0: Yeah, that was way before the legalization. That's
1: still, though, I'm throwing it in.
0: <laughs> That's not a band. There's
1: also one called Dope. <laughs> okay, Dope is probably also just Dope. Yeah, still, I'm making it a thing. Gotcha.
0: <laughs> you need to calm down.
1: No, we. Don't, I don't need to calm down. I need to talk about... What do you love? Well, just to remind everyone, we're the only podcast that loves horror movies and is influenced <laughs> by rock culture at the same time. If you haven't got that yet, that's who we are. That's our intro tagline. It took us forever to get that. It took us about four minutes to get
0: there.
1: <laughs> but i got to stay hyped up because i am to talk about things I love and hate. So, thing I hate this week is I hate the fact that everyone is... Getting on this bandwagon to demand they change season eight of Game of Thrones.
0: <laughs> yeah. like, first up, oh, a couple so things. Season,
1: this season eight is fucking great. It's good. I liked it because my expectations have been set since like season three or four, where I knew that this was going to end with them pissing everyone off. George R. R. Martin even came out and said that he hates happy endings when it comes to writing books. Like, he's never been a fan of it. So, for everyone to act surprised when. The thing they wanted to happen didn't happen. Like, why... You've had eight... You've had seven seasons to get ready for this, dude. You have a whole book catalog to get ready for this. Like, even though the books aren't finished yet, point being is, like, get the fuck over it. Like, it's... it's. They put in all these two years to make these seasons. They came out with what they best could do uh, with what they were given. And even if it is truly at the end, it's just so the, the creators can get it done now of the wet work so they can jump on the Star Wars train because... They did. Get oh. hard on for the next trilogy. Um, my point being is just like, we got our end, dude. We got our fucking end. And if it's something you hate, don't be surprised about it, because this was coming for a long time. And, and, also, and we can't because, talk about like why people hate, it because we're not going to yeah. be those people that spoils it.
0: But also think about like, what TV show has ever had a good series finale?
1: Almost none of them do. It's really yeah. rare when it does happen. It can happen.
0: Like, Parks and Rec had a good series finale. Yeah,
1: or even fucking Chuck had a great serious finale. I never watched Chuck. It's it's so underappreciated. That's how I fell in love with Zachary Levi. <laughs> that's how I fell in love with all those characters. Like, even Yvonne Stravowski, before she was all, like, uh, what Miranda in uh, Mass Effect 2.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's Miranda. Uh, point being is that it's... Just let it fucking go. Like, I'm sorry if it upsets you, and I'm sorry if you're angry about it. I'm but, not. But point being <laughs> is that th- th- that there's no going back. Yeah, it, I, I understand your reasons to be angry at the creators and angry about it, but to go f- to the line of demanding them remake it, like...
0: There's no way that's going to happen.
1: Like, re- you got to let it go, man. There's There's going to be other medieval TV shows. And maybe it won't be like Game of Thrones, but there's Vikings there's highlander i mean shit there's even going to be uh, uh eyes of the dragon yep. by stephen king that's coming out and it's just you gotta let it go like that's all i can say i, I, <laughs> I don't know i just i feel like it's something there's worse things to talk about in this world yeah uh, yes there is <laughs> so but the thing i love though and i didn't i haven't talked about this sooner is that uh a few months ago actually uh, uh astronoid came out with a new album and i fucking love it and i've been listening to it a lot. Um, came out with their single on it called I Dream in Lines. And it's just such a good album, dude. And, it, like, I've talked about Asteroid on here before, and I've talked about how I completely embarrassed myself in front of their bassist when I met them before. Like, because, I mean, remember when I was telling you I went to that show with Jenna when they came here? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it like,. I went up to the bassist and I was like, Oh yeah, your man your music man keeps my depression at all time like low. <laughs> remember that? Yeah, yeah. Th- that was me. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a real story. I fucking embarrassed myself hardcore and that dude's always gonna remember that about me. Or I'm lucky and he forgets. But being once that their new album that came out is fucking badass. It is so awesome man, and I just love it. I found out the, the, the term for their music though is dream thrash. <laughs> and that's Kind of awesome, it really is like it's Dreamfresh, dude.
0: That's a good name, yeah. That's it's a good name.
1: If you haven't listened to Asteroid yet, please look them up. Uh, you know, we're, we're always trying to just tell you all the bands we're listening to. I and mean, I just I feel like Asteroid is definitely a band that isn't getting enough attention, mm-hmm. so uh, please uh, check out Asteroid. I, I love them. And if anybody from Astronoid is listening to us, shout out. And if specifically the bassist from Asteroid is listening, I'm sorry. anyways cody what's something you love and hate
0: um i'm I'm debating about which one i want to talk first well Um, i don't know if i want to get heavy first or
1: i think i think it would be better if we got heavy first i think yeah i think it'd be better if we finished off on something heavy actually and then then heavy yeah light or happy Start. Start. Happy. Go. Heavy. All right. Because. Because this one. Oh. oh! But this one is going to be really touchy.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, just to go off of like, it's not something I love, but just go off of like embarrassing moment. So uh, for emo prom. Yeah. Um, I was trying to get a My Chemical Romance Black Parade jacket for it. Oh okay. (laughs) And I totally embarrassed the crap out of myself at, uh, Marcia and Brandon's store. So oh, yeah? neither Marsha or Brandon were there. And it was just one of their uh, one of their workers, and so I was just asking her. I was like, "Hey, do we?" have uh, I was wondering if there's a black parade jacket here or something like that. But it came out. Marshall ordered a black parade jacket for me, and it was like, to, I just like kept stumbling over my words so bad, and I was really just trying to ask like, "Do they by chance have this jacket?" And then she was like, "Oh, I guess we could put an order in for you now." And I was just like. I can't remember everything that happened beforehand, but I was too down the rabbit hole to ask her not you're to. you're just in it now. Just man. to say, like, never mind, it's not going to be here in time, anyways. But, like, right. I just. Because I was just thinking, I was like, well, it's a costume shop, you know, they might have a, a jacket or something like that that I can use for it, too. And it just kept coming out, like, they ordered it. No, I wanted them to order it, and it's just. This is not coming out right. Like, I don't know why I said order. I don't know why I said that. I just was wondering if they had it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I saw a reply to Marsha when she texted me, Hey, I heard you were looking for this jacket. What kind of quality? I really want to go, I don't need it now. I'm an asshole,
1: Marsha. Yeah. I'm an asshole. I'm a terrible fucking human being.
0: And that's kind of like well, where I want to go. It's like... So I kind of an asshole and had a dumb moment when like I was trying to ask if you just had it. <laughs> no, I didn't know you to had to like the it.
1: perfect definition of like word vomit. Yeah, pretty like, much. And you just cannot stop it from coming. <laughs> no. It was going, man. There was no. no coming back.
0: No. Um but the thing I actually love is that uh so
1: I... Did, by chance, did you get the person's name that you're talking to? No. Okay. Well, if you're listening,
0: <laughs> he's sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: I apologize to the and, basis of asteroid. I'm,
0: I'm sorry to Mar- Brandon and Marsha for causing this kerfuffle <laughs> over a fucking jacket. <laughs> that I was just trying to see if you had not tried to order. So, yeah. Um, really, but, you should <laughs> probably text her back after this. I know. I need to. Um, <laughs> I that, the thing that I love is that um, I've been playing this game. Okay. It is the best video game based off a movie that no one's gonna play and it's really upsetting. it's World War Z and so I've been playing World oh, War okay. Z in the past couple days so it's based off of the movie and but it has besides how the zombies act it has nothing to do with the movie. I thought it was based off the book. No, it's based off the movie. Oh, I had That one. was based off the book. That had no nothing yeah, to yeah. With the book, except for the title. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, and it's a really freaking fun game. Like, if you've been looking for a Left for Dead style game to get your itch, it's the it's the best one about it. They literally fit in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of zombies on screen. Yeah, I just watched it. And you're you play mowing it. them down. Oh my god, it's so much fun.
1: Yeah, it looks cool, especially
0: like how and it's like forty bucks.
1: Well, it also looks really like and realistic in the fact of how like if you shoot the zombies in a certain way it takes out a certain chunk of their body yeah like that's kind that, that's kind of cool
0: and then what's also cool is like if you shoot out their legs like it actually takes out their legs from under them and stuff yeah it's a solid game and it makes sense of why like the zombies can die from body shots in this one because like in the movie they didn't die from headshots okay, so right. like you know it can like, kind of like
1: it does a better job explaining the lore
0: yeah and what's cool is, like, there's a bunch, there's actually a lot of lore to the game. Like, you have all these different characters you need to play at least once, and you unlock their backstory. The grind is good. Like, it's, uh, if you have a favorite gun, you have to grind up. You just keep using that gun, and you unlock more attachments to it. It makes it better. Right. And, like, and same with your class progression. Like, you just unlock more, and you have to actually, like, buy which perk you want. Yeah. It's just, it's fun. And it's a fun little grind, and it's nice because nice. I've been looking for a game to where I can just, like, Put on like some metal or punk or uh, gangster rap and just like nice. get in the zone and yeah. it's one of those few games I can actually do. Nice. It. I uh,
1: yeah I want to get it too. Also, uh, Chad, thank you for getting me. It was my birthday, May tenth, and uh, uh, you you uh, uh, that was the day that we passed a thousand followers on Twitter, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. But more importantly, you got me Earthfall. And, yeah. And I'm really excited to to jump in and play it because it's it's just like Left 4 Dead but with aliens.
0: Yep. And it's, it's a fun game. Me and Harrison play it, and so I am you can finally jump on it, too. Yeah, no, because for time I played Harrison it, doesn't yeah. get as into it as I do. I noticed that, so, like, the past... <laughs> so, over the past week, me and Harrison have actually been having some... Uh, actually have gotten some decent time in to play some video games, and we've been playing right. Borderlands. <laughs> and I've kind of noticed he doesn't get... Like, he gets into the game, but he doesn't get as into it as, like, when we're playing Destiny. Or Earthfall, and it's just really funny. So I'm like oh. excited for like you to hop in on that too. So like that way we actually have right. like, a whole group connection. We'll, like, we'll see how
1: it goes because it took me a hot minute to get my grounding and like killing floor two with the character. Yeah. Because fine, it took me long enough. But the Berserker is 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 my go- no, it's not the Berserker. Not it's the Berserker. uh, um, fuck, what's it? What is it?
0: It's the God Demolitionist. Demolitionist.
1: Yeah, I do fucking grave the Demolitionist. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: Yeah, so so,
1: so so the something that I hate um so this has obviously been a hot button issue. Yeah, and I know we currently
0: and I know we try and stay away from these and we did like make a promise earlier that we'd try and stay away from these kind of topics. But like this is such a fucked up topic that I can't actually believe it's real in the in the in 20, 2019. It's just something we no. can't
1: ignore, especially with With kiddos of our own.
0: Yeah, and then so like, so the Alabama, Georgia, basically the whole Bible belt is just, I'm sorry if you are from there and you have a pretty good head on your shoulders, but for the most part, like, it's just disgusting down there, and I, like, when I talk about purge, like, these are the type of people that need to get purged. Well, okay, what Um, are you talking about exactly? So, I'm talking about the abortion law that they just passed, and like, don't get me wrong, like... If you're pro-choice, pro-life, pro-choice, you know, you have, you you have, it's your opinion and stuff like that. But when it's like gone to the point where it's like, so not only is it illegal for a woman to get an abortion, no matter what the circumstance, like they have till six weeks, which six weeks most, I would say 99% of women don't even know they're pregnant. You well, uh, so and, so, what is
1: the issue that we're talking about here, basically? Okay, is, so is is it, that Obama just passed a, a, a law on abortion? Yes, and it's and a ban, right?
0: It's a ban. So women, so women can't get abortions and in, in there. But the, here's the, the mo the other most fucked up part to me is that also if a woman has a miscarriage, they can go to jail. Something that's completely out of control. Yeah, that in in a hardcore christian's view is an act of god she can still go to jail like that's also a disgusting thing and it's just the my so my whole opinion on the whole entire thing is like this isn't this isn't a godly movement this isn't a, a win for god or anything this is just a disgusting fucking thing of trying to control women and i like i don't and i'm not i'm really not trying to like if you're pro-life but you also know that it's none of your fucking business of what another woman does, like that's your choice. And then, then if you're fine, like and just go away. A a woman's body is not my decision of what to handle with it. A woman's it's not my choice. Another human being, I ha, it's not my choice right. whether she wants to get have an abortion or not. And it's just like so. A, and like again, a twelve year old rape victim can go to jail for or go to right. juvenile hall. Because she didn't want to, you know, she's twelve.
1: Well, and, and a lot.
0: So I'm gonna,
1: to kind of put this in perspective. Yes, um, I am kind of. No, 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 no. It's okay to put it, to put this in perspective is that Trump has even come out against the the law. If it's
0: Trump th- says you're fucking stupid, you're fucking stupid.
1: Now, to be clear, obviously we're Sorry. not talking about everyone here in Alabama. And we're, no, talking, no, and no, we're no, not no, we're not talking. And we do. I do know that we have some listeners in Alabama. It's we obviously understand this isn't a shared opinion throughout the entire state, yeah. And that this is directed mostly towards those people that did push for this and did push for this law to be passed and did push for this ban to be passed. Yeah, that that's where we're directing this. If you yeah. are against that, and if you you know, or if you're even just undecided, uh, we're not really taking our frustration out on you. It's just more so the people who have come out. And and, and I I decided to look this up. And I think, I think I got a quote from uh, Trump a few years back. Um, So, and this is from the Washington Post. And I I really think that this is worth uh, pointing out. Here, give me a second here. It's taking it for a single note. So, um, since his campaign, Trump has championed the causes of Christian conservatives, including their opposition to abortion, even though he has not always held that belief. Two decades ago, he told an interviewer that he was very, quote unquote, very pro-choice Saying quote I hate the concept of abortion But you still I just believe in choice Unquote And so I mean Even if it's like it, Again And this is from the Washington Post So <laughs> this is a cre- This credit seems credit to, to Trump be a credible source and,
0: and also sadly To give credit to Trump That's exactly how it should fucking be Like Like you might If you're against abortion Don't get an abortion you have no right to fucking throw it into other people's
1: face. Remember if, when we, a while back when we said, like, when the Ku Klux Klan yeah,
0: says you're a dick? You're a dick. When, when Trump is saying you're being a dick. if Yeah, you're being a dick. <laughs> like, you're kind of being a dick. And that's the thing, it's just, it's disgusting, man. It's like, okay, again, you know, I'm anti-drug, but I'm not, like, I don't believe you should be, uh, I think meth, crack, coke, all that is super damaging and a person should be doing it. And I and yeah, it is kind of a problem. But I'm not gonna go up to someone, and go, no, you don't fucking do it, you don't, you know, and shut that right, down. Right, because we and don't have that, pure said, but we don't have that right. We don't have that no. right. And, uh, and you know, and for the longest time, when I was like, you know, I was I was definitely pro life. I was against abortion and stuff like that. But I wasn't picketing. I wasn't going up like when one of my ex girlfriends told me that she was pro choice. I didn't make that like a huge deal. I was like, okay, that's your belief, and if uh, at a point in her time she wanted to get one, I and it's her choice. Yeah, like uh, I want, and so like.
1: And, and I think that's just the thing we're getting at: is that is that at the end of the day, we can't. It, it's absurd to put a law on how a person should run their body.
0: Yeah, um, and that's fucking stupid. And the fact that like women can go to jail for having a miscarriage, something that's already traumatic to them for one for one it not only like especially for moms who like are trying to be moms i have several friends close close friends who had miscarriages and, and two, devastated
1: and them. two, the sake of the argument for quote-unquote an act of god
0: yeah it's like if you're saying it's because it's it's god's choice well miscarriage is fucking god's choice too
1: so and, so that's
0: also against your fucking argument but like the thing is, is that the fact the biggest thing that pisses me off is the fact that women who have miscarriages can go to jail it's like they can't control that and you know what more times than not the ones that do have miscarriages are wanting to be moms and that's one of the most devastating things that could happen to them and now they can go to jail after one of the most devastating things that can happen to them like fuck you i really i wish horrible things upon people that that the
1: point that we're getting at the thing we're running out here is that yeah um obviously we're passionate about this but you know there are women who are in that state of Alabama who are probably far more furious just because they they live there and they have to now live in that type of environment and to all women all over uh, or across the country and the world yeah. you know uh, point being is like we're at your backs and and we 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 can never fully understand this frustration no. being men but we do see where it's not okay and we 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 stand with you and we we stand for your right to be able to choose what happens to your body, um, and it's we're we're sorry that this is a thing that's happening, and we wish we lived in a better world, a better society that this wasn't a, a this wasn't a thing. Yep. So. Pretty much. I don't know that that's a heavy issue. It is. It is. Um, and it's it's. Uh, I, I think uh, I think we've already like touched on it as best we can, and yeah, we've yeah. added. So, like, all we could on it.
0: And honestly, like, when it comes to all these kind of things, like, you're no one's saying you're not allowed to have an opinion. You're allowed to have an opinion. But when that opinion starts affecting other people's lives, like, that's when you need to shut that shit down. Because, like, when it all comes down to it, is some lady in another city having an abortion affecting your life, Matt? Like, nope. is it physically nope. actually in? Help it's not. inflicting your life?
1: If last I checked, it's not. No.
0: Yeah, so do you care? No, I don't care. There's your answer to all of it. Fuck. How is that? I don't know why is that, that's not, like, the answer for everything. It's like, it's, is it affecting you physically or in your actual human worth? No? Then fuck off.
1: I mean, we also live in a society where we had to put uh, warning labels on microwaves to not put your cat in it to dry it off. I
0: know. We also live in a society where we have to put labels on Tide Pods. Do not feed to children.
1: Yeah.
0: See? Yeah. See? Yeah. So... All in all, if it doesn't affect you as an actual human being and doesn't affect your actual life, fuck off. And if it does and you're not that woman, fuck off.
1: God, you know, that was a really hard moment for me to not as you brought up the Tide Pod thing, to not, <laughs> to not make a very poorly timed abortion joke for certain kids. Oh. So that's right. That was, I, that's that was really hard. late term abortion
0: time there. Yeah, that was, like, <laughs> I'm not going to make the joke,
1: but I just want to say that I did have good self control just now. So, yeah. uh. Well, you know, I'm just. Uh, more
0: than I would have. Anyways. You know, that so, was really hard, man. I really wanted I, <laughs> to just, like,
1: jump in there with it, and I just, like. Yeah. But it lets it, 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 you know it's I'm just before I fall in a hole here.
0: <laughs> Quit bringing it up, then, Quit the <laughs> talking about Let's it.
1: move on to our movie reviews. Yeah. What, good question is, I think who did go first last week, and I do think it was you.
0: Yeah, I believe I went first. Last you time. went.
1: You went first. So, all right. So as we mentioned in our Monday episode, we we obviously know that there's some very popular. Um, french horror films that should be talked about some more but we wanted to challenge ourselves to find the ones that really no one is talking about like n- n- even the uh, in the underground circuit not enough people are talking about Which, so
0: sadly everyone talks about mine it's in the top five best french horror films to watch
1: oh mine was mine was a real challenge for me yeah. like this was almost on to level of, like, mother challenge for me. <laughs> like, and I, even though I'm still really proud of that review, because, I, like, I did way better on that than I thought it was going to... This one was a lot rougher.
0: Yeah, mine was a struggle. It was so, good when it got into it, but it was a struggle getting there.
1: Yeah, but well, let's, I'll tell you why. So I, I did a review for Trouble Every Day, which came out in 2001. It is directed by Claire Dennis, written by Claire Dennis and Jean Paul Fargo. And you'll probably remember us talking about Claire on our Monday episode. Who I had to make the rewrite remark of the only easiest names to pronounce, <laughs> um, and then quickly took
0: it back. Yep, or Dumont. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Stars Vincent Gallo, Trisha Vessi, and Beatrice uh, Dale, um, or Dahl. I am not sure. There's no accent on the e, so we're just gonna go with that. Anyways, at risk of making this sound any more unprofessional, it's about two Americans who are newlyweds in Paris. Experience a love so strong it almost devours them. And that's probably the best way we can actually talk about the premise for this movie because this one is definitely in the same vein of mother is a huge metaphor the entire time. Um, mm. So, first, I'm going to jump into my pros and also I want to ju- uh, mention the fact that I title this Trouble Every Day with Being a Gangsta Faux Shizzle. <laughs> Full shizzle my nizzle. See,
0: you took it too far. You could have left it out of trouble every day for being a gangster.
1: Full shizzle.
0: Didn't need the full shizzle.
1: I know, but I want a reason to write full shizzle. Oh
0: my goodness.
1: Put it on my Instagram.
0: You're on your Instagram. my
1: damn, that's correct. <laughs> and you can find me at the Undead Mat. Okay. Go follow me on Instagram. You're I not gonna uh gonna do it. I post a lot of funny <laughs> things I think are funny. Or humorous things or entertaining things. I don't oh. So Anyways, Ooh. anyways, jumping into it. Sorry. Um, so, my first pro is that the newlyweds are from Denver! Oh! <laughs> you good? Yeah. <laughs> They're from here, man. So, I gotta make that a pro. So, uh yeah uh that's that's gonna be i'm making that a pro it has nothing to do with the movie at all but i'm making it a pro um so uh, one thing going on is in the beginning of the movie we we see a gentleman who we we find out is named leo later on within the movie who is a friend of uh our protagonist of vincent gallo's character who is searching for his wife who he finds in a field covered in blood and naked and it's a very slow yet effective foreshadowing of what's going to be happening throughout the entire movie within this opening scene uh for the movie um and and this whole movie is is has that slow burn throughout and i'm going to talk about that here soon after i get through all my pros. but um one thing that was very polarizing is its visual style so um in the beginning of the movie uh vincent gallo's character who is uh, in the plane with his wife on his way to Paris, um, and, and his character's name is also uh, Shane, is, goes to the lavatory within the plane and just sits there and kind of like curls up and starts having these, these horrid flashbacks. And in these flashbacks, he sees his, his wife, uh, who's played by Tricia Vesey, um, as June Brown is is just naked and covered in blood and so this scene this this scene in particular is shot so polar in a polarizing way where like we, we talked about um in the money episode of how they do the cinematography of like doing close-ups on bodies mm-hmm. or body parts of the human body and so they do that with this but it's such a polarizing way they do it because she's it's just a pure black ground and she's just laying covered in blood black but yeah Oh wait, black background.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just, just pure black around. It's a pure it's like a, a black round thing. The thing <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> but no, it's a it's a black background. Okay. So, <laughs> and so it's that's better. Yeah, thank you. Um it's just polarizing because she's not terrified. She's pleased with herself and she has content on her face and it's just he's terrified seeing this image that he's flashing back to you, and it's it has that visual style throughout the entire movie and it's the exact thing that we talked about on Monday where they focus on the naked body in very specific camera angles mm-hmm. um, one in particular is later on within the movie um, they take the shot of, of this of this gentleman who they do this like uh, what is it this reversed vertical shot going down from the man's uh, nipple to his belly button and it does it in such a way that is, is so intriguing like because you know you're looking at part of a body but you don't know what so it's really weird and like hypnotizing how it does it mm-hmm. um, going forward though I I, I like that the, and this is probably a really weird very American thing for me to make but I enjoy the fact that my movie has English and French subtitles <laughs> so it, like they talk in English but they also have like subtitles in French when they only talk in French and I'm like oh that's nice <laughs> That makes it easy for me.
0: Uh, yeah, mine was all in French.
1: <laughs> so, I was like, this is a nice break. I could hear them talk about a conversation in France, and, or I mean in French, and then they go to English. <laughs> I'm going from La Petite to Burger King.
0: No. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> La Petite? Yeah. You can go Le Peep.
1: I'm going from La Peep to McDonald's. <laughs> Oh, so so that's that, that, that's that's where I was going with that. I'm just like that's a pro. Made it easy for me to to to, to read. Um, <laughs> and just I know if someone's listening, to this, I'm like, yeah, we all know how much help you need in that area, <laughs> Mister Figgy over here. <laughs> Can't pronounce. Give us a better goddamn T-shirt. <laughs> and we are. I'm doing it. I'm making up for it. I'm sorry. He's trying. Um, I will say, no, I'm not going to talk about how much we paid for it. Nope. No. No. Nope. But I did pay more than the effort I put in for the first shirt. <laughs> so,
0: which was what a dollar.
1: I mean, that's still being generous. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, the buckets of gore out of this out of my my famous scaling system rating system for blood and gore in a movie. You know uh, that
0: has to be a shirt.
1: I know. I. How are we gonna make it in one? I don't know. We should. We should do kind of like.
0: I was just seeing literally buckets. Yeah. And then, like, just have the last one like be a half a bucket and blood like coming out of it. Get it?
1: Would it be like like four, I don't, ha- so like four yeah. and a half buckets? Yeah.
0: So four full buckets, and then the last one literally is just like leaking blood out of the half a bucket because it's just being. <laughs> oh, kind of. I see. Like yeah. like
1: like a bar, like a scale. I see what you're saying. I <laughs> see what you're saying. Or like have it be like i'm i'm a five out of five bucket of gore person or something like that <laughs> i don't know we'll figure it out we want to so get we get we get we're cheesy get, we're, i'm
0: a five out of five bucket of gore person
1: <laughs> it's gotta be something cool we'll figure it out we'll figure it out uh, but anyways the buckets of gore given this movie is a two and a half out of five uh reason i said two and a half is because there is a decent amount of blood throughout the film uh, as in the beginning uh, with our blood-covered uh, women that we get to see, our blood-covered wives, um, that are shown to us. And, and then also when the kills are made. So one thing that I should preface about this that probably is kind of confusing is why is there blood here? Well, basically, within this movie, we find out that June and Leo's wife um, both have this some sort of tropical disease that makes them hyper, hyper sexually active. But also um, devours the people they sleep with, and so Jesus, when, yeah,
0: and only two and a half stars.
1: Well, I'll explain or why blood stars? So it, the reason it got two and a half is that it's not overly gory as I thought it was going to be. It's not uh, cannibalistic to where they're ripping off limbs or ripping oh, out depressing. guts. Yeah. So, but when they, <laughs> but they do it with so much passion that. Um, Give me a second here. I know,
0: but I wanted to see some Praying Mantis bullshit. <laughs> no, I, And
1: it almost is, like, straight-up, like, Praying Mantis bullshit. Just more kind of calm down. So uh, Beatrice Dolly, who plays, uh, I think it's Corey or Cora, uh, it, it is ha- seduces the uh, one of the young boys from across the street and is having sex with him, right? And then near when they climax, she just, like, bites into his neck and starts, like, chewing and gnawing on his lips... Jesus. And like that scene is so polarizing and intense because first the actor who's getting alive does a really good job at selling it. Like he does really good at just showing that he's in pain uh, with with uh, Beatrice uh, with Cora, do flicking like. Uh, pieces of his skin that are hanging off of his Mm -hmm. chest and just like she does a really good job to like showing the sensualization and the pleasure she's getting from it Mm -hmm. and so that's why it gets a two and a half because it's not overly disgusting gore like hellraiser type of level but it is so done with so much well passion in it that i did have to like bump it up because originally this was going to get like a solid like one and a half, two out of me, but I felt it deserved a two and a half just because it's it's done with passion. The blood and intensity of it is really good. It's really well done, and and I just I got kind of captivated during the killing uh, throughout this movie because they do it in a very very hypnotizing way. Um, so much so that I can make the argument for it that it's artistic. Um, also, a last pro for it is that this where this movie is a metaphor. So it's it's a metaphor. One might mistake this for being a, um, a a metaphor for an abusive relationship or a sexually abusive relationship relationship or something to that effect but really it's it's a metaphor for intensely loving someone and also the perils of being marriage and going through those emotions out of after marriage or being in a marriage and marriage? going marriage or, or or you know losing that luster or being so, I think it's more so the metaphor of being so afraid to love too intensely, mm-hmm. and where you see this movie go, and, and I'm gonna give the spoiler away because um it's although it's a big deal, it's not also the most crucial spoiler. Um, if you don't want to know what what it is, I'm gonna give you, I don't know, I'd say about just a, a quick minute yeah we'll do about a minute so we'll do a minute spoiler if you don't want it to be spoiled for you do go ahead and skip ahead for one minute so we find out Vince gallo's character shane brown is a person who is is the same way as his wife june brown where he doesn't want to have sex with her because he doesn't want to eat her because wow. he's also conflicted with the same disease so instead he he hunts and and rapes a girl and eats her instead near the end of this movie.
0: Oh.
1: And so it it's, although that's terrible and he shouldn't have done that, Um, it plays out throughout the movie that he's just hitting on this woman and checking her out and just wanting to have sex with her. And it's more so that he wants to eat her. He wants to have sex and then eat her, but he can't do that to his wife because if he gets too excited, then he eats his wife. Yeah. So it's it touches on the the idea of being afraid to love too intensely. You know, of, of being afraid to fall in someone's grasp too much. Um, and with that, you know, I'm now at the end of my spoiler for the movie. Um, but it's it's, it's just it's that really good metaphor. And that's what I got from it. It's where, it's where you, these people love so intensely that you, you, you want to devour them. You know, where you love someone so much that, you know... It, it's kind of like it's a play. So cute, I could kill exactly. it. Exactly, just like it's like where someone says like, mm, "You're a snack," <laughs> kind of like that, but in a more morbid kind of sense. Um, also, so my cons for this movie is that it is definitely slow. Uh, it it kind of picks up a little bit here and there, but really not much to make the difference. It's definitely a slow burn the entire time. It's a very artistic. Take your time with the movie. It's only in an hour and a half, but it's definitely. A very very slow burn the entire time. It takes a long time to get through some points throughout the movie. And another con I'm going to hold against it is that one of our characters gets lit on fire. Um, and the fire effects are really bad.
0: <laughs> They're
1: really bad. You can tell they were it was CG'd on fire. Like it was yeah. it was not real. It was really bad. So I'm making that a con. Um, that being said, I mean it. This movie is still. A real, a real good taste breaker of a French horror film. I mean, it's not the most intense one, but it is really good at being a me- metaphorical uh, metaphor for intensely loving someone. And, and and I think that's just what you want to take away from this: is that if you want that perfect morbid romance movie for your significant other, this is the one you want to watch. This is your taste breaker after you get done watching Hellraiser or The Conjuring or or you know even Found. If you were able to find that movie and mm-hmm. are able to watch it because I'm still actually looking
0: for that one. That's a fucked up movie. I
1: still want to watch it. I really do. Um, so go. Homes. Yeah, but I want to own it. I'm like you. <laughs> I'm like uh, you when you uh, were wanting to own Pandorum. <laughs> that's where I'm at with it, man. Um so but take that as like you can a,
0: buy it from Gorham's. no take,
1: take it take like that like be so happy that i was so happy with it that i want to own it with your review you oh, did yeah. such a good job that i want a review Pat for myself it myself on
0: the back
1: you know i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna point this out we had uh, someone on our twitter uh who's who goes by the name elise uh, elise who's uh who checked out some of our episodes reached out to us and said that we sound really in love with each other and you know what <laughs> yeah so what yeah. The whole co-host bickering, they kind of secretly hate each other thing is so played out. <laughs> Maybe we can love each other. Is that yeah. a bad thing?
0: Is that terrible? Is
1: that so... Un- that's I right, mean, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, don't you shame our romance. <laughs> we love each other enough that we might devour each other. I- and that's the trouble we have every day. I punned my movie.
0: I mean, I wasn't going to go that far, but... <laughs> no, I, just, actually, I felt a good pun come up, so that's my Anyways,
1: uh, a few interesting trivia facts. So, the young girl on the Metro who stares at Shane as he stands very close to another woman is Alice Huri, who starred in Nanette Ermonie, also directed by Claire Dennis.
0: Well, this is a cool, and the title of the film comes from a Frank Zappa song of the same name from the album Freak Out. Huh. Fucking Frank Zappa, man.
1: Beatrice Dalai... Has stated that, that, <laughs> that yeah. I don't know how that happened. No, Let's stop the doll. No, I, I think it is doll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beatrice Doll has stated this is her personal favorite of her films.
0: Oh, that's cool. Oh
1: wow, this is interesting. Also, Vincent Gallo broke up with girlfriend Bethany Ritz the day before shooting started. Yeah, you know, I was. Really you know what? About that Hold so on. I
0: looked up who Bethany Ritz is. Yeah. Her best known thing is being a writer on this movie called Fluffer. Oh, wow. Which is basically the exact same movie, but about two gay porn stars.
1: Huh. Well, and Vincent also is like, really, a fun fact about Vincent, he's also a musician. And I've looked, like, he has music on Spotify. I've looked it up. Um, he was also somehow in Reservoir Dogs, I think. Reservoir or Good Dogs. Or Goodfellas. Either way, point being is I that, well, a seeing, hearing that trivia fact, though, makes sense because throughout the movie, um, Vincent Gallo looks is selling the part of being a very distraught character the entire time familiar yeah he well in the movie though like he looks so distraught and depressed and like i was just i was really just kind of surprised and like like impressed how well he was looking at like a distraught person in love and Mm -hmm. now knowing that he (laughs) went through a breakup (laughs) beforehand maybe explains that I don't know. I don't know much about the breakup, but we're not here to talk about people breaking up and staying together. We're here to talk about horror. And with that being said, Cody, what is your movie?
0: Sorry, it's just. <laughs> I started looking up his. You still looking at it? I'm looking at his movies. Vincent Gallo. Yep. Good Fellas.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is Good Fellas.
0: Alright, so I did my movie review. On a very independent movie. It won a lot of awards at the time when it was. And um, it's called Them. It came out in 2006. Um, The synopsis is Lucas and Clementine live peacefully in their isolated country house. But one night they wake up to a strange noise. Uh, They're not alone. And a group of hooded assailants begin to terrorize them throughout the night. Um, It's directed... Uh, directed and written by David Moreau and Xavier Palud. Uh It stars Olivia bon- uh, Bonamy, Michael Cohen, <laughs> Michael Cohen, Cohen, and Adriana Mara- um, <gasps> Mocha. Um, and, okay, so honestly, it starts off really slow. Like, it, the beginning part's pretty good. Like, I liked it uh, because. Um, it kind of started off a little different But at the same time Kind of like the, Like any other slasher type film Okay um, It starts off with a mom and their daughter And they're like uh, Driving in a car kind of arguing And um, They get into a car accident And so like The entire time you're kind of expecting Like when the mom gets out of the car Just to get automatically attacked from the get go Yeah or, Like a jump scare type thing They don't They draw it out And I liked it a lot Cause like the mommy even pops the hood of the car. The daughter can't see in front of it. And so, like, you automatically think, like, something's going to happen right then and there. Or the car hood's going to fall down and you're going to see one of the assailants instead. Yeah. And it doesn't ever do that. And I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and then the... You just... You hear some, like, thumping. And the daughter goes to look and see if uh, her mom's still okay and she's gone. And then you just start hearing noises, which I really liked. But, like, one, one of my cons... it kind of bugs me i don't know why it does but so she calls the police okay and it just goes straight to like on hold so i was like bugging me i'm like why would you be on hold when you're trying to call the police i wonder if it's different in france it might be but like yeah she was on hold the entire time um and then it's kind of cool how it leads into the main characters because then like Uh, you see the daughter get strangled by one of the assailants somehow sneaking into the back of the car. That's one thing I don't like. Oh, one other thing that I really like from it is that, uh, the assailants actually have the car keys because the mom had it on her, and so they keep fucking with the car by pressing, like, unlock, lock, lock, unlock, lock, like, on their things. And I thought that was kind of creative because you never really see the assailants messing with the person that they're coming to get, like, in a way like that. Um... But then it kind of has, like, a cool transition to the main stars because you see a car uh, just drive by the car while the little girl's being killed. Uh, that makes the ending make so much more sense. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, sorry. Well, hold on a minute.
1: <laughs> I want to ask you, though, what, why do you like the horror sounds? Like, what was so cool about that?
0: It was different. So instead of music, they started using, like, clacking noises and stuff like that to, like, get the, the person, like, whoever it is. Because they do it throughout the whole entire movie. Um, and I really like it, because, like, the stalkers in the movie, they're, like, making these, like, kind of grindy noises from a toy, and, like, all kinds of different, like, little noises like that, and then also how they communicate with each other. They don't communicate, like, over there, or there, like, or you over walkie-talkies. They're literally just making, like, animal noises at each other. Oh, okay, to so... To signal, like, that they found someone. Got it. And it's really cool. Um, and I like it a lot. Um but I but then like like I said it's uh, they do a cool transition where Clem drives a car past the car where the mom and the daughter get killed and she doesn't acknowledge it whatsoever she just drives right past it and so like it's kind of, it, it relates to the end I'm not gonna say it because that's a huge spoiler for what actually happens in the end um, I mean I'll talk it in my spoiler part because I do have to give it for one of my one of the things that I liked about the movie Um... But yeah so i thought that was kind of cool and it was fairly realistic too and it de- definitely did some like parts that weren't part of like normal horror genre like horror staple horror staples like there's this one part where uh clem uh locks herself in a room when they're being attacked by the assailants and the door handle falls out and so she's looking through the door handle to see if she can see anyone and usually you expect like someone's face to pop up or another eye to pop up no fucking someone just jams a screwdriver through the hole and like cuts her forehead and i was like oh that was so good that's when i really got into the movie because like i was just expecting something like super cliche um and then uh they, they kept it pretty realistic so like the the boyfriend or the husband i think he's the husband i don't know Clem's love interest. He gets injured. He gets a shard of glass like stuck into his leg, and every time he tries to get her to pull out, like she freaks out. So she like touches it and freaks out. says like, "I can't do it," and stuff like that. And he's like, "No, you got to." And it shows that it's not just a really quick, clean pull. Like she kind of struggles with it at first, and it shows them hurt more because like that's how it is. Like it's not going to be just a quick little whoop. Yeah. Yank out. And when she finally gets it out of there, like you can see the pain in his eyes. And like uh, there's a point where they're escaping. And, you know, in some horror movies, even people who got shot in the leg can still scale a fence and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, he can't. And I thought that was cool. Nice. I was like, nice. Nice to keep it real was it.
1: Yep. Uh, to, real quick. So I looked up to figure out why you'd be put on hold when calling 911. So, and I'm sure this is the same thing in France. Um, so basically, two things happen. One is either dispatchers could be multitasking, trying mm-hmm. to take care of one thing at one more than one thing at once. But also, I didn't know this. Um, so when you call from a direct line, it's easier to route your call and figure out your location, but if you're calling from a cell phone, a non-direct line, it takes more time to route that number and get you to the right department.
0: Ah. So,
1: she was probably, like, because she was calling from a cell phone... Yeah. Like, it was harder to get the
0: call. And it was 2006. Yeah. (laughs) So...
1: Yeah, I didn't know that. So, uh, so before any of our uh, listeners who are dispatchers would reach out and be like, "You dumb motherfuckers," <laughs> just know James. that. We, yeah. <laughs> no, isn't uh, isn't isn't Chelsea a dispatcher? Chelsea is a dispatcher. So before she listens to this, and she's like, "You sons of bitches."
0: <laughs> I just like saying James because he likes to point out those things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, right? Uh, um, no, it's yeah. No, I thought that was cool though. Yeah. Uh, another one of my con is so the the boyfriend ends up like. Knocking out one of the assailants, and then he just throws his weapon to the ground. I was like, "Really?
1: Why? Why did it say why he does?" Well, he ends up
0: picking up like a uh, um, a fire poker, like a little bit after that. But at the same time, I was just like, "I don't know. I'd rather have the club that could do some damage than the tiny stick." Yeah. So that's the one thing that kind of bugged the crap out of me. I mean, (laughs) Um, I guess
1: you could argue that the stick is easier to swing.
0: But, but still, <laughs> that's one thing that bugged me. Well, other than that, like they did a really good job throughout this movie. Like the intensity, there was like hardly any music. Like the only music that I could really hear was the music coming off the TV you were watching. Oh wow! Through your movie, so <laughs> um, I like that there really wasn't any music. It Kept the te- uh, the tension really good. The fact that you don't know who the assailants are, I liked a lot. They didn't show who they like who or what they are till like the end of the movie. And it was such a trip, because it was such out of left field of, like, what happens to them. And so, um, it's so, th- and wh- one thing about the movie, it's so it's based off a true story, so I'm going to get into spoiler territory here, so if you're going to... Let me get it, I'm getting, okay. I'm getting the timer. So, I'm going to say skip ahead three minutes. Okay. And if three, you don't want spoilers. Two. So three, two, which... Yeah, okay, so spoiler territory. So, um, there's a weird twist, uh, cool twist that the killers are actually kids. And so, uh, um, it's It's based off of a true story. And so, the true story that it's based off of, because um, I didn't know they were kids, and even when I said it was based on a true story, I was like, oh, here we go again. But it's actually based off uh, a film. Oh, no, sorry, the film is based on a case in Aust- of an Austrian couple... Who we was straying from the Romanian holiday home um, when they were attacked and killed by three teenagers? And so I kind of looked up like all the different like ways of saying it, seeing if it was true or not. And it, and for the most part, it is. Like even though the wiki says they didn't solve it in the movie, um, it says at the very end that the kids were caught three days late or a little bit after they killed these people, and they said their main reason was because they wouldn't play with us um so i thought that was a cool twist that the kids were the killers because you don't really see that a whole lot and the way that they did it
1: was i mean these this, this days uh, no. they don't see too much
0: no and so the way that they did it was really cool and uh so they uh this one kid's helping them escape from this sewer and then uh clem climbs up first and then it's the kid and then it's the husband and the kid just starts stomping on his hands Jeez. To make him fall, and I was like, holy shit, like, all the kids, because he made, they made it look, this kid looked like he was, like, being picked on by the rest, but it, it was all a ploy. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so he started stomping on his hands, and he get and the, uh, the guy gets taken away, and then, uh, the reason why I said it was super, uh, ironic from the beginning, like, why it explains the end, so in the very beginning, you see Clem drive by a car where the people needed help. In the very end you see her like crawling through this tunnel and then you see the light at the end of the tunnel when she finally gets there it's gated and she's reaching out to all these cars driving by not helping her
1: oh i get it and
0: then a, you know like a semi-truck drives by and then you don't see her in the grates and then at the very end you see all the things that they're u- using for noises like so this one kid has one of those toys where you're like you rotate it and it goes oh i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah it's don't like know an old timey toy that's what they were using to like drive them off and freak them out and stuff like that wow so i thought that was really cool and it is the fact that like they were using kids and they're using kid toys to like mess with these people and kill them and stuff like that huh. i was like whoa shit that's why you like whenever you see objects move when they're being stalked you never see the person because the kids are short enough to like uh, hide behind the things and fuck with them and stuff. So,
1: sounds like uh, these kids have a career in sound editing.
0: Yep. So I haven't heard if the story actually if they actually did get caught because in the movie it says they did, but like from some a little bit of my researching, I didn't delve too much into it. They couldn't um, find. I guess they couldn't end it. <coughs> um, and we're back from the spoilers. It. Yep, they couldn't solve the true story, but anyways. Um, yeah, honestly, it it was a good. It's a it's a decent home invasion movie. Um, it got a lot of awards and stuff like that. Um, from I think indie indie parts, and it's considered uh, one of the top uh, ten horror movies that started the French extreme, um, the French extremism that we talked about in uh, Monday's episode. Um, yeah, so a quick. Uh, a couple fun facts about the movie. Um, it was shot in 30 days, which I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and it, uh, According to director David Moreau, star Olivia bon- uh, Bonamy suffered from claustrophobia and much of her performance as she crawled through the narrow tunnels was the result of her genuine fear of the tight spaces. Oh, that's cool. That's really nifty. <laughs> she suffered <laughs> for our entertainment. Um... This says spoiler, but it's not really. Um, as a promotional, I thought I think this was re- this is a really cool um, promotional gimmick. So as a promotional gimmick, the official website for the film ran a mock news interview, where a woman who is supposed to be Clementine's sister pleaded for the safe return of her missing sister and Lucas. Lucas is the guy is the boyfriend in the film. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I thought it was cool. But yeah, uh, de- definitely give this movie a watch. Um, it is like it is kind of a slow burn in the beginning, but once it starts getting into it, it really picks up. Um, again, and it's a nice take on the home invasion film. So if you're not, if you're kind of over the whole like lone or like group of men or lone man that just goes into a house and starts wrecking up the shit, um, it's definitely a good take because you never can never tell who the killers are until the very end. Um, and yeah definitely give it a good give it a good watch it's nice Uh, here we go man that's our
1: that's our french horror that we talked about yeah
0: that's our french horror and believe me there's a lot of french horror movies that definitely need some a good watch like revenge and irreversible that is not for the faint of heart i will tell you now that is a hard hard movie to watch raw raw Raw. yeah if you're if you're i would say with raw if you're just squeamish probably not watch it yeah I mean even
1: then it's still not that bad but mm-hmm. I don't know if you're if you're a gore feeding like me you're not gonna be faced by it honestly no but it's still a good movie
0: yeah so definitely check them out not high tension fuck that movie you still ate it so much dude that ending like fuck man I have until glass there has not been a movie where the ending rubbed me the wrong way for except high tension, Ooh,
1: some shots to get glass. I
0: still haven't seen it, dude. It's a good movie, but then the ending, it just, it's just wrong. Like it, you feel you're uncomfortable the entire time. Like really, it's not like you know uncomfortable feeling of like it's a good uncomfortable. Or like oh oh god, what's gonna happen next? It's more of just like. That that's what you're going with there, M. Night Shyamalan. Is Glass the first really? one or the third one? It's the last one. Okay. It's The final one. That's I could not remember. Yeah, it goes Unbreakable, Split, then Glass. Yeah. I just I liked that entire movie until the end. It had me and I just. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, definitely check out French horror. Like if you and especially like, honestly, even ironically, we picked the two non-gorious ho- French horror movies that are known we, for horror. We tried horror. finding those. I know. But definitely get the uh, check these movies out. Like they're good, they're good palate cleansers. I would say honestly, um, from like all the ma- like super gory or super super intense stuff. Like they had their intense moments, but they're good watches. So definitely check these movies out. And if you want to check out everything else that's coming up, Punk Rock Horror Podcast.
1: Please like us and follow us on Punk Rock Horror Podcast on Facebook or our Twitter at official
0: prhp or our insta uh, instagram punk rock core podcast official please consider going over to our patreon becoming patrons for the punk
1: rock core podcast you will receive some amazing awards monthly even for just a $2 reward a month you will become you, you will get access to the punk rock core half hour power with Lala episodes before anyone else and you will get a immortalized shout out on the podcast uh, for you know, two bucks a month, and again, we have other rewards coming out. It's always going to be a beast that we add to and redefine because, well, we love you guys, and we want to give you the best that we can, pure and simple, and that's mm-hmm. just the truth, because we are we're starting from the underground. We're going to wait.
0: Sorry, what was
1: that? We're starting away from the underground, we're going to wait to the top, and we, uh, we're we just going to give you the best rewards we can as we grow, and on top of that, uh, check out our website, www podcast.com. We have merch available. Please go and uh, check out our Teespring account. Get us get yourself a shirt. Yep, send us got, a picture of it.
0: We got PRHP shirts. We got Ghouls and Gals shirts. Yeah, d- buy up the merch, send us pictures, and we'll post them on our Instagram and on our website. Like, check them out. Completely agreed. We have a new shirt coming out here soon, too. It's my terrible pronunciation of the word effigy. Um, you know, you know what's funny is effigy is all over Diablo, also. So did yeah. you always just pronounce it effigy? No, I knew it was effigy then. You said you've seen the spelling before.
1: Oh, I never read anything. The only, <laughs> the only thing I ever read in there was just like anything that was equipment. So the only time I would ever read effigy is when I had a witch doctor character. And that's oh
0: all. my god!
1: And even then, again,
0: just, like, you still saw how it was spelled.
1: <laughs> actually, I think I in that case i did think i called it a figgy
0: oh my god Just keeps going <laughs>
1: uh, right, with that being said thank you again for tuning in to another episode thank you for sharing us with your family friends and coworkers, and all those you believe are worthy of our humor and time um and also just thank you for giving us your time and listening uh You know, just thank you. And with that being said, uh, podcast over.
0: Podcast over. Bye. Bye.